freeformradio.fm. Freeform Radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Are you ready to party? <laughs> I'm kidding. There's some EDM in the background, thanks to... Uh, he hangs out at the side of Brainwash. His name is DJ Cheese. Used to be allowed in the Brainwash, but not anymore. But what's going to be playing in the fills today here on Happy Hour is DJ Cheese. <laughs> Get into some fucking DJ cheese. Look him up on whatever things that you look things up on. But it's time for the happy hour here at MutinyRadio.fm. The happiest of happy hours of comedy, enlightenment, and joy. We have so many comedians that are here today to make you happy during your happy hour. Whenever you're listening to this. Hopefully you're listening to this at 4 in the morning and that's your happy hour. Throw down, taste some ecstasy, and get ready for tonight's happy hour. It's going to be a great time. I'm so old, I call it ecstasy. Isn't that funny? Everyone else calls it MTMA, but I'm like, duh, I don't know what the fuck it is. Or it's E, or it's X, or it's delicious stuff. Just like your first comedian who's here tonight for you guys on the happy hour. You aren't going to believe him. He's amazing. Put your hands together. It's Ethan Albers. <laughs> Yeah. Stage Top Tobacco's up here, guys. Round of applause for that. Top Tobacco. Oh, it's Bugler. Bugler Rolling Papers. And somebody's tobacco. Hello, everybody I know and radio listeners. How's it going? Oh, man. I hit a guy today uh, with this girl I've been seeing's car. So I'm thinking about that quite a bit. There was a lot of blood. I just left. <laughs> just everything, the car, everything. I hit somebody with your car today, by the way. I forgot to tell you that, yeah. You're, uh, you're going to be into some trouble. <clears throat> hey, what's the worst thing you've ever done to anybody, to some, another person, George? What's the worst thing you've ever done to another human being? Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> uh, I don't know, probably just breaking off of 
I like that, cutting out the fat. Right on. What about you, Kevin? What's the worst thing you've ever done to another human being? Before you left for good. You're a kind man. I can see that. Overrated. <laughs> Brandon, what's the worst thing you've ever done to another human being? I guess probably replace a roommate's conditioner with dish soap. It's just, you know, it's not that bad. <laughs> That's really not that bad. Connor Doherty, I know you got something good. Stealing the punchline of my joke. I'm skipping Katie. I've asked her that. Ed Ant, you live in a tenderloin. What's the worst thing you've ever done to another human being? That's not that bad. That's just being an older brother. The worst thing I've ever done was hit a human being with this girl I've been seeing's car. And then I left the scene and left her on the hook for... All of that. I was not driving that car. <laughs> What's the worst thing you've ever done to another human being? Uh, I don't know. Katie? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we all know. We all know. We've all heard ours. What's the worst thing you've ever done to another human being? I pulled a chair out from somebody who missed it. Oh, boo. 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 <laughs> I, uh, the other night when Pam was hosting on Tuesday... Uh, it was all like random people all sad, kind of like this right now. And I uh, asked some people, and I went to this random guy, and he goes, uh, well, my girlfriend's dog ran away one time, and when I came back, I beat it to death with my hands. <laughs> and then and also in the same room, I got a woman, Pam's friend, I forget her name, going, uh, worst thing I've ever done to another human being is I cut a guy's dick in half long ways with my knife. <laughs> One day later, I'm at Brainwash, and I asked Tony Sparks, because there's also another sad room. It's been that week. And uh, what's the worst thing he's ever done to another human being? And he says he doesn't want to tell. And then I give those two references, and he says what he's done to another human being is worse than both of those combined. That's some deep stuff. Uh, I like drinking. He doesn't like drinking me. That's fine. I'm a know-it-all when I drink. I'm also good at directions when I drink. Really good at directions. It is, and, but my, I'm like the world's best GPS. I'm the fun GPS, because I'll get you where you're going, but I'm also gonna give you a, a lot of insight into <laughs> who I am as a human being. So I'm like, I'll make a left on Folsom. That's where the cheap titties are. All right, just past the McDonald's, you're gonna make a right. Over there in those bushes is where I paid another man to, t I don't know, you know. <laughs> uh, that's the only thing I really had to work on. I really just wanted to know what was the worst thing you guys all did. Uh, we all clearly know who the monster in this room is. <laughs> all right, I'm done. Monster in the room, eat the numbers, and the different, 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 different. Just so you guys keep remembering, DJ Cheese is in the fills. He made this 
special for us. It was actually, this is special for Mutiny Radio. You guys are going to rock out. You're going to EDM your faces off. Uh, your next comedian, I like to pretend that she EDMs her face off. I like to pretend that she's butterfly sparkle pants, and she puts on this weird makeup on her face with, like, sparkles, and she goes out with, like, like black lipstick, and she, like, traps men with her beauty and wonderment and her dance moves. Yeah! Also, her comedy. Put your hands together. It's Florentina Tanase! Hi guys. I'm your worst nightmare. No, I'm kidding. He actually cut my dick off and here I am now. Oh. Thank you. Costs nothing. Thanks. That's good. Unless you're trying to hurt me. I don't know. I'm gonna be over here. Okay, uh, some of you guys may have heard my stuff already. It's all good. Uh, you guys know what an ID is? Yep. Guys? Yep. You know, your, your cum doesn't magically disappear on my thigh <laughs> after not wearing a condom. Any magicians in the house? No? All right. Yeah, um, women are pretty cool. We could hold rods with our bodies. No big deal, but um, we pretty much have an a degree in engineering, right, Katie? Yeah, girl. She's like, huh? What's oh, 90? <laughs> <laughs> Don't. I have, no, it's not fun. Uh, anyway, I think that IEDs are a catch t- uh, 22, because you get it, because you think you're a strong, independent woman, but really you just want to have a lot of unprotected sex. Just like the book, Catch-22, read it. You don't have to read it anymore. That's what it's about. It's about a woman <laughs> getting her IUD in. <laughs> don't quote me. Um, do you guys, feeling very introspective today, do you guys ever see like women who shave off their eyebrows all the way and then just pencil that shit right back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do that. Oh, sorry, lo siento. They look really pissed. Does your sister look really pissed? She looks surprised <laughs> Don't steal my thunder here, okay, buddy? <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> no, they do. They look really pissed. Like someone just shaved off their eyebrows unexpectedly. Like, you couldn't pencil in strong, independent women with an IUD, really. <laughs> you had to go with confused and angry. Word. This is also in Catch-22. I don't know if you guys have read it, but... Does your sister... Is she Okay, is your sister really pissed? All right, that answers nothing. <laughs> okay, yeah. so she likes to take na- take snaps, take snap, t- take snap. No. Really? Maybe it works differently with the IUD. The 
just has a different effect. <laughs> um, I call it the resting question mark face. <laughs> I would like to meet your sister, but please don't ever bring her to one of my shows where I'm saying this joke. I feel really tired today. I took care of a baby today. That's the worst birth control. Because they smell so good. <laughs> My husband's like, yeah, well, babysit so you won't want a kid. I'm like, are you kidding me? I want 10 of those. No, I don't. I don't. Just two. Um, I am married. It's really fun. And uh, marriage is all about compromise. Yeah, like relationships. Like, I keep the weight off, but I can grow my mustache out. It's pretty fun. And uh, he's sweet. He wrote me this inspirational quote, and it said, good things come to those who shave. <laughs> I know. And I said, okay, I'll shave, but we'll compromise. I'm penciling the rest in. Okay. Thanks, guys. I'm Florentina. <laughs> Right Maybe she'll pencil book. you in uh, in her calendar. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's where, my nickname. Where, where can we see you next? Purple Onion? Yeah. Penciler in there. Oh, yeah. Florentine, it's an essay. Yay. You guys can clap. I know you're all comedians in here right now, but you can clap for people. You know, that's cool. Uh, your next comedian, this is his favorite time of year. Uh, it comes every four years. It's when politics actually come into the fray, and then he's like, I'm relevant. Uh, please put your hands together for the very funny, the very political, the very hashtag ginger lives matter. Matthew Quirk, yay! <laughs> Like, we were waiting for that bass drop, and is he outside? <laughs> Thanks, George. George is our consummate, like, photographer, door guy, comedian, helper of the stage manager. He's going to go get Matthew Quirk. his time because Matthew wasn't out there. Oh, we'll just move on the list then. John Alcabez isn't here yet either. Damn it. Uh, we'll just keep moving down. You know who is here? He's a tall drink of water. Uh, he's, he's a, he, <laughs> I love your joke about your math equations. Uh, he's a very funny guy. You guys are going to love him. I don't know if he can dance this music or if he knows what EDM is, but it's Connor Doherty! You know what EDM is? I just don't like it. I mean, I know I was born in the 90s. Uh, is the uh, is your catch 22 IED joke? Is that a rape joke? Because there are a lot of rapes in that book. Okay. Have you read it? <laughs> Just uh check the spark notes. Should should yeah. It's fi like most people haven't read it. Like most people just know the expression, but like there's this guy who like keeps raping this prostitute. Um so yeah, just 
be careful with that one. <laughs> she probably doesn't. It's during World War II. I don't think that was a thing yet. Okay. Got some business out of the way. So one of the last times I talked to my uncle, we were at a family gathering, and everyone was drunk because that was how we did family gatherings before the family stopped talking to each other. And he told me, apropos of nothing, if you ever need to get rid of a body, I know a pig farmer who doesn't ask questions. <laughs> and I didn't know how to respond to that. I didn't ask him, hey, Uncle Terry, if I ever need to get rid of a body, what do I do? And so I've just been living with that fact. I've never actually exercised it. But then a while ago, I, I'm talking to this woman, and I don't know if she was, like, trying to be cute or what, but she's like, you know, have you ever thought about what would you do if you had to get rid of a dead body? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd call my Uncle Terry. He knows a guy, he knows a pig farmer who doesn't ask questions. And it turns out that was not the right answer <laughs> to that question. <laughs> I don't know what the right answer was, but I think I was supposed to pause. I think there was supposed to be a moment of reflection where I'm like, oh, what a novel idea. I've never thought about what I would do with a dead body, but no, I do know. I know exactly what I would do. Um, so I'm a big fan of rap music. What? Which... Uh, I don't talk about it that much, though, because there's just nothing worse than a white dude who won't shut up about rap. I'm aware of this. And so, but I don't really know how, I don't know. It, it's tricky because on the one hand, you know, like appropriating culture that doesn't belong to us is bad, but also like as white people, I feel like we don't have anything that good. So I feel like if you don't like rap, you're just racist, but I don't know. But anyway, my approach to things like this with uh, my approach to like black culture, I think is kind of like being in a strip club. Like you can look but don't touch and like you can only stay as long as you keep throwing money. Okay. Talking about rape got a laugh. Talking about a pig eating a body got a laugh. And then when I tried to get sensitive and political, it's not funny anymore. So it goes. What's with this balloon? Are you really asking? Yes. Um, the art project, the nude art project, Dope, 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 came in, and it's all about, it's called Bad News, and it's supposed to be all about media and how media sucks. And so they brought in a Mickey balloon to, like, I don't know, somehow represent the dying soul of Disney. Okay, that's a good way to end my set. <laughs> soul of Disney, Connor Doherty, let him hear it. I wish he was a stripper. You'd be throwing dollar bills at him. Ow! Uh, 
But Connor, if you were a stripper, you wouldn't have a problem picking up dollar bills during a song like this. <laughs> get get with those plastic heels on the ground, show your ass to the people, and swipe up those dollar bills with your arms. Put them into that weird little plastic case you hold. I've been to strip clubs. I know what it's like. It's not demeaning at all because they make hundreds of dollars. <laughs> I've never made hundreds of... I wish there was a comedy show where, like, every time people laugh, they had to throw a dollar. Maybe I should do that show where it's, like, the stripper, but it's not, but it's throw dollars at comedians. That'd be a good show, I think. All right, your next comedian. He needs no musical introduction. Uh, He's been killing this entire Northern California area. Just coming back from Santa Rosa. You guys are in for a treat. Put your hands together for French accent! Accent. I was recently walking down the tenderloin when I ran into a fat prostitute who played the harp. Got me some harpoon. I like how you laugh through your lips like your face farted in hilarity. <laughs> that was brilliant. Uh, you did kind of like that look. You're not so politically correct, San Francisco. You're not, you're not nearly so politically correct as Portland. They're so politically correct in Portland, they call their strip clubs restaurants. They're so politically correct in Portland, even the homeless people are politically correct. I ran into this homeless guy, he was like, please, I prefer the term dwelling impaired. (laughs) I said, you can't be politically correct, you're a hobo. He said, I'm a locomotive enthusiast. I said, you're a bum. He said, I'm an Indian who cleverly sequesters resources. I said, all right, funny man, what's a vagrant? He said, vagrant's a vagrant. I said, what, no cutesy PC term? No, those guys are dicks. I didn't know what to do. I changed the subject. I said, so are you from Portland? He said, yeah, I do drugs. <laughs> Apparently, I've stumbled upon some druggy coat. What happens if I actually ask this man whether or not he does drugs? Um, do you do drugs? Well, my mama was a hooker. Um, I met a stripper once. Yeah, fuck Seattle. And then he put a cigarette in his mouth backwards, lit the filter, and stumbled into a bush. <laughs> I later learned that hobo's name was Non Sequitur. Well, I decided to take a play from Non Sequitur's playbook because when I was in college, I had a rather humiliating nickname. They called me the Butt Pirate. Not because I was gay, I was not gay. Not because I got a lot of booty, I didn't get any booty. It was because I dressed like a pirate and it was the general consensus of the theater department that I was a real butt. Well, by and by, someone said to me, hey, butt pirate. I said, please, I prefer the term anal buccaneer. (laughs) All right, all right. An applause break on the anal buccaneer, and Florentina looks as sad as she did when she learned about the rape in Catch-22. That was was very, that's exactly, you're like, ah, well, there we are. (laughs) I don't do mushrooms except sporadically. (laughs) You know what they call the Canadian Intelligence Agency? C-I-A. <laughs> Look, he's got his hand in his face. That's, or his face in his hand. I've been smoking tonight. All right. All right. Um, where was I going to go from there? Oh, do, what, do we, what do we like? Do we like uh, 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 van- chocolate in here? Yeah. Very good, very good. Uh, do we like vanilla in here? You're wrong. Yeah, don't like vanilla. Here's why. Beaver ass. 
Let me explain. Vanilla has an element titled castorium, which is a sort of uh, flavor robustifier. It's found in the territorial scent marking gland of the beaver, which is located in its ass. Here's my question. How did they find out that beaver ass tastes like vanilla? Had to be some lonely ass mountain man, didn't it? I don't know why. Whenever I shave a beaver, I got a weepy ass. Mmm. Smell like something I'd like to lick out a waffle cone. All right, well. <laughs> I should have gone with the politics on that one, I'm guessing. Yeah. I, uh, I was walking down the canyon and uh, you know how they say if a bird poops on you, it's good luck, good luck? Oh, well, there's the horn. That's, uh, you know, that's, that joke's not very funny. Fuck that joke. That's just, uh, we're not even gonna do that joke. Uh, I was walking down the street. I saw my ex-girlfriend by the side of the road. I said, Mademoiselle, would you like a ride? She said, yes, please. I said, too bad, and I drove off. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. <laughs> you break up with me, you don't get a free taxi. I, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to a, a girl. <laughs> it's just a fantasy I masturbate to. So, I, uh, how many of us here have ever been drunk before? All right, how about blackout drunk? Let's have a round of applause for blackout drunk, yes? I remember the last time I was blackout drunk. Wait, no, I don't. Wait, yes, I do. I was arrested. So I used my free phone call to dial 911 and say I got kidnapped. <laughs> Fuck the police. All right. That's, uh, <laughs> I think cross-dressing is a drag. All right, I will leave you with this. That's funny. I know you did. That's, that's funny. I don't give a shit. That's, that's like a four-word joke, and it's brilliant. I will tell it until they put me in jail. I will leave you. Uh, with, I've done a lot of, I guess I've done some kind of sexist, chauvinistic sort of jokes tonight. La ladies, la ladies, yeah. would, you, would you like to hear a man joke? You, well, I said, ladies, uh, Aunt Florentina, would you like to hear a man, I'm kidding, would you like to hear a man joke? Yeah. All right, all right, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Men are like dogs. Men are like dogs. Fiercely loyal. <laughs> you see what I did? You see what I did there? <laughs> Fuck you, ladies! <laughs> I play accordion. I already know I'm going home by myself. My name is Fred Jackson, a.k.a. Kevin Bennett. God bless you. Good night. Kevin Bennett! Fred Jackson! Yes, a big accordion! Yeah! Uh, your next... Comedian, I'm excited about the big accordion. It's it's heavy. I used I used to carry around a typewriter, and that was heavy too. Why why would somebody do that? People found it annoying at bars, <laughs> much like they probably think about accordion. Your next comedian, uh, he loves this time of year because it's political time, which means his jokes actually make sense. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. <laughs> Hey, sorry I'm late. I had to uh, 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 get a jump from my car. My battery ran out. So I want to apologize out of respect for all the comedians going to be pissing themselves later. I don't want to throw their game off with my lateness. So, uh, yeah, you know what? It is political time. It's heating up. And it's time for me to throw uh, my political movement, Ginger Lives Matter, behind one of the candidates. I think it's time. And let's face it, I'm voting for Trump. Trump for president, that's right. I said ginger lives matter. I know the racist liberal media labels his as, him as orange, but that's just fucked up, man. So, I've, oh, 
he's walking out on me because I'm voting for I'm not really voting for Trump. Don't hate. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I'm voting for Trump, not to lose character up here. I think, I think everyone's been really too hard on President Trump. I mean, uh, there's all this stuff about his, uh, uh, his tax returns and how he lost $900 million. And I think we're being too mean on him about that. I mean, how do you expect him to hold on to $900 million with those tiny, tiny hands? Yeah. Yeah, and I got to say, people are saying, like, he's not a billionaire. He's not a billionaire. Hold on a minute. How do you lose $900 million if you're not a billionaire? Seriously. Don't you have to have $900 million to lose $900 million? PolitiFact. Check it out. So uh, there's been a lot of, like, so with the fight between the Clintons and the Trumps, there's been a lot of talk of, like, the sex scandals and someone did some research and found out that Trump did a porno. He was in a Playboy porno, as himself, of course. Who else could he be? But, you know, they're trying to smear him with him being in porno. And I'm like, I don't know. Because, like, if a guy's in a porno, that's just cool. Those are my thoughts. Uh, So, yeah, anyway... What's with this crowd? I'm with Herd. What's going on here? You guys, a bunch of Hillary supporters? So uh, with that, uh, I think in the debates the other night, we saw Hillary have an orgasm, right? When she got all shimmery up there. She definitely, she came a little bit, right? And I think that's the first orgasm she's had since uh, Bill got elected president. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Let's see more about this. So, uh, you know, uh, Trump didn't just take that like he got discovered in his porno lightly. He hit back and was like, you know, I think Hillary, you know, she sleeps with men in a way to like smear her campaign. Like she's just as, you know, as dirty as Bill. And I'm like, I I don't know, Donald, you got to do better. I mean, does anyone here believe that Hillary's having sex with men? Uh. Yeah. I mean, they're they're a marriage of, of convenience, right? Of political power. You know, they have a deal, an arrangement from the beginning. You know, Bill gets to sleep with all the women he wants, and so does she. It's just, I thought we all knew that. Honka, honka. Let's see, what else are I talking about? Voting for Trump. Yeah, so uh, Pam's been talking about how she's going to move if Trump becomes president. And I'm like, where the hell are you going to move to? That's just where he's going to bomb or invade, right? It's much safer here when that happens. No? Anyway, so, hey, I encourage you guys to vote. Come this November. I got to get my political jokes out while, while Trump still allows us to make fun of him. And uh, once again, ginger lives matter. Matthew Quirks. If you guys want to be political and be funny at the same time, you can come to the uh, debates. We're holding them again on Sunday the 9th here at 6 o'clock. We'll have seven microphones out, and you guys can yell whatever you want through the microphones as we project the debates on the wall. Yay! Clap again for Matthew Quirk. You're going to come to that, right, Matthew? You're going to come and talk again? It's Sunday, Sunday the 9th, 6 o'clock. Cool. Great. It's going to be up on the wall again, and everybody can yell about what a douchebag Trump is. Yay! Your next comedian is not a douchebag. He comes from all the way kind of down south, and and it's a joy every time he joins us. Put your hands together, everybody. It's John Alcabez! 
What's up, everybody? Y'all, do you guys play the lottery? Anybody play the lottery? No. I I have been. I've been playing the lottery. I just play the scratch ups though. I don't really go for the Powerball. Because um, I feel like that would, like... Like, I have no business winning $100 million. Like, I shouldn't I shouldn't be doing that. $1,000 I can handle. Like, $1,000 I just eat, like, $13 sandwiches more and work a little less. $100 million, I'm... Yeah, I think it would make me too cocky to win that much money. Not Not because of the wealth, but because I'm just, like, such a good guesser. I would just be so cocky about how good I am at guessing. I would just go hang out by the um, by the table at 7-Eleven where people are filling out their lottery cards. Like, hey, if I were you, I'd go uh, odd even, odd, odd even. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I'm they, they don't recognize me. They're like, who are you? I'm like, I'm Powerball winner John Elkabess. It's weird that you play the Powerball and you don't know who I am. I feel like people who play basketball know who, who Michael, Michael Jordan is, I'm saying. Play Powerball, you don't know who I am? I don't know. I think I play scratch mups and that's what I call them. I call them scratch mups and I play them and they um, like you never really win. Sometimes you win three dollars, but that's like almost worse than losing because you have to go back inside to the clerk and be like, they said I, you'd give me three dollars. Can I have three dollars? It's sad. It's sad. Um, I uh, I was raised Jewish. Um, and it was confusing because they like, you get taught like 90% good values and then also militant Zionism. They like sneak it in there real, real easy. Um, right in between like telling the truth and honoring your parents, just Israel. We love it. They always say things like Israel has the right to defend herself. Like, that's what's going to be that sell, what sells us on Israel. Like, oh, shit, she's a chick. And they're like, yeah, and she's hot, so be cool, man. <laughs> Don't call her on her shit. Um, I, like, when you go, like, I, I went on Israel trip, like, one Israel trip as a youth. And um, they, like, send you on these trips where they, like, show you a really good time and, like, sort of brainwash you. And they don't brainwash you, like... They don't teach you that, like, necessarily about, like, what, is, what Israel's doing and, like, ju- they don't ju- try to justify it. They more just teach you that, like, falafel and hummus are delicious and the beach on Tel Aviv is really nice, not too hot, not too cold. <laughs> Light breeze in the, in the summertime. Um, it's an official birthright policy that if you ask your trip leader about um, times that the Israel like violated UN agreements, they have to give you a plate of the warmest, softest falafel you've ever had in your entire life. I didn't pay for one meal. I just kept pestering my trip leader. It was awesome. Highly recommend. Um, it It was, yeah. I feel like American Jews, when they talk about Israel, are like, a parent at a parent-teacher conference that can't accept that their kid is a little shit. They're like, what What do you mean? My Israel? <laughs> no, she would never. She would never. Look at her. She's so sweet. Teacher's like, I don't know what to tell you. I saw it with my own eyes. Um, and then and I'm like, ah, I don't believe you. And then we still take her out for ice cream. But ice cream is just like $3 billion worth of tanks and shit. <laughs> How's that for an ice cream flavor, Ben and Jerry's? Um, I I wonder I I wonder about um, I, I there's no good good way to get into this. I wonder if Holocaust deniers have like do you think they have how do they feel about Holocaust museums? Because 
you'd think that they would be against him, but maybe they'd like I could you I could imagine a Holocaust denier being really impressed at one just because they think it's all made up. So they're just like, wow, look at the look at the attention to detail. <laughs> they really sat down and wrote this thing out. They're like, wow. Really banged it out here. All right, that's been all for me. Thank you. John Algabes, 3,000 tanks and shit. I really think that you should try that as a, as a flavor for Men and Jerry's 3,000 tanks and shit. That's a great idea. It could have big chunks of chocolate and, uh, and pop rocks that explode in your mouth, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just like Israel. All right, I see that the next couple people on our list are not here. Does anyone want to run around the building and see if Katie Carnes is still like smoking outside the building on the side? Of the co- oh, there she is. She is there. I'm sorry. You were hiding behind the CD player. I thought that maybe you were sitting around the corners, but I'm so sorry. You're. I'm. I'm skipping through. FC Sierra's not here. Stefan Massey's not here. But you know who is here? She's a stalwart here. She was smoking outside the building earlier, but now she's here. We hope that she decides to pee in her pants. Put your hands together for Katie Carnes. Yeah. Ooh, someone left some rolling things out here. All right. Um, that's let's... that's from the Sylvans on Tuesday. No one's wanted that weed. Oh, I'll take it. Um, anyone else really good at getting their own in their own way? Hmm. Yeah. I'm like the best at it. That's the only thing I'm good at. That's what this day has been about. That's why you brought me chocolate. Trying to make me better or something. It's not fucking working. I'm having a day. Series on a period. Shit's going crazy. Um, I went to the AT&T store to try to figure this shit out, and they told me they couldn't help me. I, so, there it is. That's it. I was like, okay. So what now? And they're like, more cloud? Would you like some more cloud? <laughs> That's what I need. Just give me some more cloud. Um, I made the AT&T man very nervous. I think he was about to call the cops, so that was what I was doing before here. (laughs) I might be uh, wanted, so that's good. And um, apparently Ethan hit someone with my car, so I'm I'm definitely uh, fucking, I don't know. Shit's getting crazy, and I just need some more cloud. That's just, that's all this is. That's all it is. And then I was walking back over here, feeling myself, my anger, and uh, yeah, great, it's fantastic, everything's great, I'm fine, I'm so fine, fucking irritated, neuroses episode, this is fine, whatever. And I had this guy behind me, and was like, oh, girl, mm, yeah, that's right, walk like that. Like, this is how I fucking walk, like, of course. Can't stand behind me and just not say anything, no. He was like, mm, that cake, though that cake though and uh, he came up and asked me you know he's like what's your name Um, and what's your sign because that is the most douchiest thing you can do automatic like "Mm, what's your sign I was like "Mm, what's your dick size hmm better yet what's your credit score because I need to buy a new phone and some more clouds um, whoa, uh, there's a person up there. That creeped me out. Okay, what's up, pizza? <laughs> Shit's getting crazy over here. Um, I was talking to my friend, and she she works. She has a job. 
she's an adult. Um, and basically, they had a new policy at her job that they can't bring up any gender-specific names, no, man, no male or female, which I thought was weird because she works at a bra shop. <laughs> and I was like, people are too fucking touchy. They're too touchy about labels and all the things. Um, and we shouldn't be. We just, just get over it. There's too many labels. Just get over it. This is just a TED Talk. That's all I'm doing here. Let's just spit some truth. <laughs> Fucking clouds. Um, I've been mislabeled a lot lately. People think I'm a lesbian. I don't know if it's my l- outfits, uh, my tattoos, or just my personality. It says I, I'm really good at pussy. But that's all a lie, you guys. I'm real bad at it. And it's not really good for radio, but like I'm real bad at it. Like I just don't understand it. And I know that you males think that we know what to do with our own, and you don't. You, if you don't, you just don't. And uh, so I was real bad at it, you know. And if you can't see this on the radio, obviously you're just not cool enough. Um, I was just bad because, like, you know, I was rubbing it like I was doing dishes, <laughs> trying to get something off my, my plate. <laughs> they said use a thumb. I was like playing Nintendo. I didn't. I just didn't know under. I didn't understand. <laughs> Say that again. That's a code. That's what I should do. Is that what you're, are you telling me? Too nerdy. I don't. I don't do. I don't do it. So um, I'm just gonna stick with the dick. And okay, Muni. You guys have a good night. Uh, just to remind you guys, what's playing in the fills all night tonight is DJ Cheese. You might not know him from the Brainwash because he's not in sou- he's not allowed inside anymore. He has to be across the street uh, in the shade of a tree where he plays his awesome music. Oh yeah, no. Uh, he's dedicated, you know, and almost and awesome, and almost as dedicated and awesome as your next comedian. Uh, who is today, I should let you know that somebody came up to me today, uh, she runs the show before this, Val, and she was like, who's the guy that does the Werner Herzog impression? He's my favorite. And I'm like, I know, he's my favorite too. Everybody put your hands together, it's Stefan Massey! Oh, is this cheese too? Was that cheese too? This, it's just, all cheese. It's all oh, cheese. Oh man, yeah, yeah. oh, he's, I, he's actually talented. He's so creepy, I wouldn't have thought. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because I've uh, who was it? Connor told me that he saw someone's Tinder profile and said, "All I'm looking for uh, in a guy is someone that can do a great Werner Herzog impression." <laughs> so apparently, I'm in demand, y'all. Um, uh, so I was watching uh, the new Pee Wee Herman movie. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. It's really fun. Um, I think the best and the worst thing I can say about it is it feels like he picked up right where he left off from his earlier stuff. Because the movie starts off with him and his idyllic little burg surrounded by this community of people who are weirdly isolated from the rest of the country. Like somehow they're like dressing like it's still the 50s while they're you know carrying around their smartphones. And then Joe Manganiello rolls into town. And uh, if you've never seen True Blood or the Magic Mike films, uh, he is an Adonis of a man who looks like he was born to play any number of stupidly good-looking superheroes, which is weird because he just got cast as the bad guy in the next Batman movie, who's most known for his iconic mask, who thought that was a good idea, covering up the faces of one of the most attractive men in Hollywood. But I digress. 
<laughs> so uh, the climax of the movie is set around Joe's birthday in New York. And uh, spoiler, Pee-wee's running late, and Joe, uh, who invited him some weeks back, is despondent about his guest of honor not having shown up yet. And it was at this point that I realized that there's only one other thing that sets the slightly altered reality of this movie apart from our world, uh, which is that in real life, Joe Manganiello is married to the crazy hot Latina girl from Modern Family, Sofia Vergara. And, <laughs> you know, I just like to imagine Paul Rubens pitching this movie to Netflix. Like, so yeah, I imagine the Pee Wees lived in this really cute little town, you know, sort of cut off from how most people are living. He's just going about his routine. And then one day, the hot werewolf from True Blood shows up and he doesn't have a wife in this movie. And uh, they're best friends. And uh, also, I'm thinking I want to give Aaliyah Shaw Cat a quick peck on the lips just to cement that I'm straight and not creepy at all. <laughs> I was, um,. I was trying to sleep, I was trying to take a nap uh, a little while ago, and uh, like right, you know, you can feel that you're like halfway into the, the sleeping, and I started having a sex dream. Um, and you know, it's like my brain thought, you know what's gonna make this guy drift right off to slumberland a nice mind fuck? And I jolted awake, because I'm shocked anytime someone wants to do more than hug me, much less give me a fucking blowjob. Like, how is it the same part of your brain that's in charge of making sure that you get the most crucial thing to you functioning properly, sleep, uh, is also, you know, in charge of getting you into the mindset where you're as attentive and alert as possible? Like, that might be the best argument against intelligent design that there is. Like, the idea that any divine being would ever think to combine a restful state with arousal. Like, God's putting together the human mind and he just says to himself, yeah, make sure they can get horny when they're sleeping, that's crucial. One of the angels just gives him a look and he's like, why? Because that shit's hilarious, dude. Not only is he exhausted, but then he wakes up frustrated that he wasn't really getting some. Angel nods. That's good stuff, G. Uh, so I was, um, I was in uh, Scandinavia uh, a couple weeks ago, um, and I hooked up with uh, the friend of a friend uh, who lived in uh, Sweden, Stockholm, and we went out to, you know, we went out on the town. We were uh, both a couple drinks deep. We were winding down at this Irish pub, and um, we were, you know, getting, just getting to know each other since it was our first time meeting in real life. And we started talking about sports, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm mostly just into the stuff my parents are into, you know, the, uh, the Giants, the Niners, the Warriors, etc. And, um... He, uh, you know, starts talking about these obscure, weird European sports, like this variant of curling and some weird hockey uh, iteration. Yeah, and so we just get into more and more obscure sports, and then I bring up uh, Turkish oil wrestling. It's a real sport. It's the national sport of Turkey. Buff Turkish dudes douse themselves in olive oil and uh, try to pin each other down. And Victor, my friend, was a little hesitant to believe that this was a real thing, so he looked it up on his phone but he still wasn't satisfied. And again, we're several drinks deep. So he calls his Turkish girlfriend at one in the morning to confirm with her that this was a real sport and his bewilderment that they had been dating as long as they had without him, her having clued him into this. Like, you know, how have we, you kept this from me all this time? I thought we had something really special. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go eat a big sandwich and down a couple beers and then I'm going to Italy tomorrow. Bye guys. <laughs> You're going to get laid tomorrow? What's happening? Oh, you're going to Italy tomorrow. I thought you said you were going to get laid tomorrow. Okay, I was like really excited for you. Italy, fuck you, man. I was hoping you were going to get fucked. Jesus Christ. No, he's leaving the country. That's rad. Uh, put your hands together again for Stefan Massey. World traveler. Take me with you. I can be your nanny. Uh, your next comedian. Yeah, right. I'll make sure you only have seven IPAs a night. Uh, you're, 
I don't know if they even make IPAs in Italy. They have Peroni. It's like the lightest, weirdest beer in the universe. Uh, your next comedian, funny man, put your hands together for Ed Ant. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry you forgot about me. <laughs> I'll give the fine folks here a choice. Who wants to hear me talk about the shit that's bothering me? Me? Too bad. <laughs> yeah. And now that she is gone, let's talk shit about her. No, we're not, we're not going to do that. I actually like Katie. She's cool. My name is Ed, and I'm a loner with a dream. To start a sexual healing center, learn more at JustMeAndChicks.com. I smoke a lot of weed, and I was smoking with my friend, and he noticed that I was coughing a lot. And I know for a fact, or yeah, screw this one. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. You can buy meth pipes on Amazon as fragrance oil burners. <laughs> they even sell lock picks in case you ever find out where your meth dealer lives. They sell everything except for love and teeth. <laughs> My mom loves that I do this. She loves that I use my voice, but she wants me to use my native tongue more. So for her, no. <laughs> I keep getting called weird by assholes, usually sometime after seeing my act. They say it like wanting to be on stage in front of small groups of amateur comedians is normal. And that's the end of that joke. And Tim's out with his pants off. Yeah, wearing a diaper. No, it's fucking over. The set is done. There's nothing I can say or do that's going to top that. No, Pam, it's all you. I'm done. Timothy Pizza, really coming out with a diaper and really usurping a dance set. Uh, sorry about that. During that set, I was also looking for my backpack, which I thought that I lost, but uh, I didn't. So there was a lot of chaos. Uh, hey, we have a weird thing where a bunch of people aren't here, but one of them is, so we're just going to skip on down the list. He might not be ready, but he's going to be ready in a second. Uh, very funny man. Put your hands together for Brandon Gardner. <laughs> Hey guys, what's going on? Nice to see you. Hello. Um, found out that a couple days ago, like two or three days ago, it was National Boyfriend Day. That's a day that we had. Uh, I didn't realize that I only found it out once I was looking it up that actually like the thing that people had to say all day when they were celebrating it was just, what did I do? <laughs> um... Uh, I usually think like that I'm, I'm always wor worried that like I'm, I know I'm immature, 
but a lot of times I worried that like maybe I'm like a little bit like slower than people or something and then uh but like then like that sphere goes away like I had uh uh, but like I had, I I just started seeing this therapist, and she's the only therapist that I've like ever like been able to relate to. Like she's the only one that like uh, like really like understands how to talk to me. And I uh, said like, well like, you, do you have like clients like me normally? And I was like, she was like, no, just uh normally I just only uh, do therapy for teenagers. And I was like, no. <laughs> so that's cool. Um. Uh, whenever I feel like I have to fart in public, I hold it in until I'm next to a couple making out in the train because I hate people who are in love when I'm not. <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, I don't like, I used to play video games a lot. I used to be really into them, but now um, I'm not the biggest fan of them because the premises I feel are just m- mocking me all the time now for all games like originally like the games were very broad they always had like very broad things premises would be like here's two paddles and a ball or you're a, jo- a secret agent about to save the world but now there's games like the sims where it's like have a loving family and i'm like what what, what did i do <laughs> what do you mean what are you saying i can't have this <laughs> like it's a lot of uh before i used to like it's start, it's starting to feel like every single game is gonna be directed at me. Like another, like one game just as like uh, you're a, one game that came out on the DS was your uh, the premise is you're a man who is successful and I was like hmm, all right don't feel good about this. I'm pretty sure the next game after like a game that's gonna come out soon is just uh, the premise is that you're a guy who can talk to strangers without panicking. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't understand like when I was a kid when I was not even when I was a kid like. A few years ago, when I played video games, it was always, I always felt like a champion. I always felt like a, like a, a scientist in the in the big mission control room in NASA taking it on. But now, when I play a game, I feel like I'm a dad who bought a boat to satisfy his kids who don't love him. And he's just trying to figure out the instruction manual, and he's like, "Son, where'd it go?" Yeah. Anyway, cool. Um, my dad. Uh, wrote me a letter. He wrote me a letter that said uh, that he apologizing for everything that he's done throughout my life, and I've never been more angry in my entire life. What am I supposed to get my drive from now? <laughs> what the fuck does he think he's doing? I'm supposed to be an artist. <laughs> now he, some people are just inconsiderate. And he should really learn what it's like to love as a father. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Thanks, guys. Brandon Garner! Yeah! Uh, starting in seven minutes, all the people on the P show are going to start drinking beer. Got to finish three in that first hour, kids. I got Lagunitas IPA for you. I'm about to put on my weird outfit. Uh, I'm going to look like a wizard uh, that's going to pee my pants. Uh, we've got a couple missing comedians again, so we're just going to move on down the list to a. I you can't use. I need to find. Um, I need to look at it through Saurus and find words to replace the word, uh, a, not antonyms, but synonyms for stalwart because I keep saying that word. Uh, but she's such a big supporter of the station, and we love her so much. And uh, she gives the best comments because she's bored at work. Everybody, very funny lady, booking shows now, being on the punchline. Put your hands together for Jenny Hogan.
So I started uh, using dating apps recently, and I haven't been doing them for a while. So I am like now remembering how much I lied the first time I made like profiles because they just break, give you back the same profile that you had before. So like on Hinge, it will show you what you have in common. Like you list some common interests, and then when you see a guy's profile, it shows you like what you have in common with him. And I'm always getting like, you and Jack are both runners, or like, you guys both worked on a farm. I don't know why I would have lied about working on a farm. Like, I didn't work on a farm, and I don't think that's, like, sexy or whatever. Like, I don't know why. I don't know who I was trying to appeal to with the farm work. But I'm not great at, uh, at the online dating thing because I try to play hard to get by just, like, left swiping their profiles, and then I hope that they will later, like, come back and decide that that was cool. But the reality is that they never find out about it, which is why I kind of think, so, like, if you and a guy both right swipe each other and match up, then like it'll show you this fun message that's like, um, yay, congratulations, you got a match. But I think that they should show you like people who mutually reject each other, you know? Because I feel like that's like more attractive, basically. And uh, I don't know, room for some fun snarky message. Um, do you know what squatters' rights are? Yeah, if you yeah. You guys look, someone here is going to take over Mutiny Radio with squatters' rights. Um, you, uh, if you just, like, hang out on property that you don't own for long enough, like, somehow it legally can become yours, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Like, I wish they had squatters' rights for other things. Like, sometimes after I spend the night with a guy, I would love if, like, if he, or after I spend the night with a guy, if he doesn't kick me out before, like, 2 p.m., like, he's my boyfriend now. <laughs> squatters' rights. And then, like, at 1.58, I can just start, like, going down on him and, like, flip his phone over so he doesn't know what time it is. And then, like, at 2 p.m., I feel like Cinderella. Uh, but the reason they have squatters' rights is because the government wanted people who uh, used the land to actually own it, even if other people legally owned it. Like, they believe the land should really be used by the people who are willing to use it um, as opposed to those who, like, paid for it, which is kind of the same argument people use, I think, when they, like, sleep with their friends' husbands. Um, Kind of how it goes. I uh, I went on a date with an ethical vegan. This boy described himself as an ethical vegan. I know, right? I was like so grossed out. Like, who wants to date someone ethical? Like, it's terrible. Hey, Ian. What up? You're interrupting my set. Sit down. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Okay, I. So I used to, I mostly worked with like all men and I'm currently on a two person team and my boss is a woman. And so we do get emails sometimes that say like, the emails start with like, hey ladies. And then they're like asking us to do something. And I'm just like so wired into like, you know, like being on teams with all men that I cannot possibly take an email that starts with hey ladies, seriously. Like I just assume a work email that starts with hey ladies, the next thing it's gonna say is like, stop flushing your tampons or like, I don't know, like chocolate tasting in the kitchen. Um, I have anything else new? I feel like I, I think I have one more really funny, super awesome thing to say. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to do one more. Um, no, I know. I mean, I know I can. I'm just thinking, like, not like having a melt, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm stressed out now. Bye. <laughs> All the single boys yell, Ginny, Ginny, Ginny. That's so ironic that all the single boys were yelling your name at once. Isn't that weird? 
You're the champion of single men everywhere, and yet I think you might be single. I don't know how that works. I don't. She's asexual at this point. Put it together, hands together, Virginia Hogan. All right. Uh, I've got my diaper on. Tim Pizza's got his diaper on. Zane Barrett's about to get his on. Uh, if you're part of the show, the IPA's in the fridge are for you. We need to drink three. I need to start drinking two. We need to drink three before the show starts at eight. Wow. Uh, and put your diaper on, kids. Uh, I saw Madison D come in. Is she here to put her pee pants on? No, she just wants to do it. She threatened on me. She's like, oh, that sounds like the dude. I don't want to do that. I'll sign you up here, Madison D. On the regular thingy. Okay. Uh, hey, your next comedian. She's been killing it all over town. She's a very funny lady. Put your hands together for Valerie Vernelli. Uh, you say potato, um, I say Black Lives Matter. I say Black Lives Matter. I, I hit bigger with Ian earlier at the cafe. Um, okay, so according to California law, um, women cannot be charged with rape uh, without an accomplice, all right? Um, because according to the law, like women aren't capable of rape on their own type thing, right? Um, so like Brock Turner's out, you know, and people think he got a soft punishment. And um, Caitlyn Jenner's show recently got canceled and uh, people were upset that she had the whole vehicular manslaughter charge. And I think I got a plan like to get Caitlyn Jenner back to like that Olympic level reverence with the country. Cause this is a legal woman with a dick and Brock Turner. <laughs> I was worried about this joke. I'm just saying like, how convenient is it? <laughs> I'm just saying like, maybe we can use Caitlin's cock to put Brock in a hard place, you know? Like maybe. <laughs> uh, I think that's way too funny. Um, <laughs> Trying to think what else. So like, so to the ladies in here, like, are you guys, do you guys have any inner conflict about feminism at all? Just, uh, right, like, because my thing is like, why, they always complain that we settle, you know, for everything. It's like, why settle for equality? You know what I mean? Like, if the option is like, get paid less for the same job, get paid the same for the same job, or get paid more for the same job, <laughs> just get fucking paid more. Like, they've been doing it, it worked out great for some of these guys, you know? I'm just saying, like, maybe I would like to ask a guy out on a date once and him have to bring his friend because he's not sure what I'm capable of, you know? <laughs> like, I would love that. Just be like, Jimmy, wait in the back. Have 9-1 ready, you know? <laughs> it's very nice to meet you. Valerie, was it? Mm. That's I-E, correct? You know, like, I want that to happen like in my lifetime. I would say the stuff about race, but I'm outnumbered. <laughs> so... But I guess I do sound white on the radio, so maybe it's... I'm, I'm just joking. Just joking. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I'm tired of sharing. I'm tired of, like, sharing my feelings with people. Because I feel like every time you fucking do it, it's like the other person's just waiting for their, like, Oprah, Eon Levan Zant response. Like, you are worth it. You are fine. You're okay. It's like, I just told you I farted. Like, it's not that serious. By the way, when you guys fart, do you ever do this... I know I'm sharing right now, but like, do you ever like just sit in it? Like you just like, this doesn't smell as bad as like people make it out to be. 
You know what I mean? Like maybe you take a shit and you're just like, I don't hate this smell. You know what I mean? Like I ate a burger, but this smells like enchiladas. Like, <laughs> I don't want to stomp on your laughter. I'll let you do. I'll let you keep going. Mm, I don't think celebrity deaths are tragedies. Um, I was really excited when I got the Google alert for that Kim K shit. You know, I was like, damn, this material is about to drop hard. Um, no, but I think like it's cool to exploit them. Like, what do you guys think about uh, Michael Jackson's estate? and Hidden Valley coming out with a Neverland Ranch dressing. Yeah, it doesn't have to taste, it doesn't have to taste like sweet boy pussy Pam. It can taste like regular ranch, just limited edition packaging. Bedazzle the bottle like the glove. What do you think about Purple Rain Pringles? Yeah. About Lindsay Lohan Lunchables? Just a little mini bar bottle of vodka, little baggie of cocaine, and a cheese stick for protein. All right, that's my time. Give to your host, Pam. Valerie Bernalli! Wow. Valerie! Purple, purple rain Pringles need to be made with Hawaiian purple potatoes, right? Like they take those purple potatoes and they shoot them out, right? Those purple potatoes are delicious. I only eat them at the Terra Chips, but I'm sure it's possible to make them into Pringles. Yay, Valerie, yay! Your next comedian, uh, he's running a great new show at the at the Lost Church. Uh, I don't know if he's going to continue, but he had a great show last weekend, sold out, super amazing, with his compatriot, uh, Joey Avery. He's a super funny guy. Killed it at Zoe's on Monday. Put your hands together. It's Ashton Tate. Hello. Um, man, been... Uh, Feeling a little conscious recently about uh, using too much paper, toilet paper to be exact. Sometimes I think about like, hey, what if I didn't use toilet paper at all? Then I'd just be going to the bathroom on trees. And that's not nice, because trees are just like us, you know? Only some of us are into that. (laughs) So, I don't know. You gotta just find that tree that's your partner, I guess. That's all, that's all life is. But, um... (laughs) <laughs> I do think, uh, I believe in conspiracy theories. I think it's pretty cool. Um, like my friend, he's a, he's a Mexican government conspiracy theorist. It's not, it's not funny. He, he actually, uh, he told me one time he was down there and the government took him to a restaurant, Mexican restaurant, and put a bunch of chips on his head. And that's, uh, that's my joke <laughs> about <laughs> conspiracy theories. Um, it's a, it's a double on, yeah, I'll tell, I'll tell you later. I love explaining, a lot of fans come up to me after the show and they say, explain everything you said. So, just, that's why I do open mics, practice doing that, practice explaining jokes after the show. Nah, that's cool, it's fine, um, you had to be there, yeah, it's cool, but, uh, you guys ever play roulette and, uh, you know, you see, like, the dealer looks at you and then everyone's looking at you and then you just cave and say red? It's very, we got to change that. It's got to be okay to say black at the roulette table. That's all I'm saying. If we're not, people are losing money. That's not That's not cool to do. It's not very cool to do. Um, I think it's, uh, I think it's, there's a lot of obese people here. Not here, but I just mean in the world. 
Um, you guys are doing good. You guys are a fair representation of uh, obese people. Uh, I think it's like kind of odd that you can't tell an adult that they're obese. Like that's offensive. Yet, like kids, it's fine. Kids, it's cool to say obese. And I realize that's because it's hard to tell a kid to not be obese. Like a kid should do squats <laughs> or fit into some <laughs> tighter clothes or just, I don't know. I think that's, that's the issue that people run into. Not me, though. I think kids are cool no matter what you are. I think um, <laughs> no matter your size or height, doesn't matter. We're a supportive country. And I think that um, I was watching... You know, I see a lot of guys, like, when they get into an argument with someone, like business guys, if they have a, if they're wearing a tie, they'll, like, loosen their tie and then really get yelling. I feel like you got to be pretty confident in being able to tie it back if you do that. Because I'm not. Like, there's nothing worse than, like, getting mad at an argument and then being like, hey, can you help me with this? <laughs> I, I'm really sorry. But usually my dad's here. <laughs> Um, I uh, was playing Grand Theft Auto recently as an adult, and I was like, these cops are kind of just doing their job, <laughs> you know, like, what button can I press to pull over? That'd be really, be really fortunate. All right, thank you guys so much. My name's Ashton. Have a great night. Ashton Tate, everyone. So it was computer chips and tortilla chips, Timothy Pizza. That was a, that was a double entendre, right? It was a programmer still. Cool. Glad we're all on the same page. Uh, your next comedian is definitely on the same page. I'm excited. Uh, he's the first one I thought of the book on the upcoming November 4th uh, I'm Single show. So that's exciting. He's kind of like the best-looking, most single guy on the Internet. And I'd be surprised if he's, I mean, if he's still single by November 4th. There's something wrong with the universe. Am I right? Put your hands together, everybody. The very funny Jeff Dean. Thank you, Pam. All right. Um, so I am single, yeah. Um, trying to meet girls the old-fashioned way, you know, get drunk at a bar, right? You know, and hope that they do too, right? Um, and when I'm at a bar doing this, I often forget, like, the conversations, and I'm always trying to get that first date, you know? I'm never trying to take them home because that's just unrealistic based on my experience. So, uh, like, we'll be talking, right, and I'll go to the bathroom because, you know, you got to leave them wanting more. That's what my brother always told me. And uh, so I'm in the bathroom, and I take notes so that I don't forget. I'll be like, Catherine, met at Kells, 29, accountant. She doesn't know why she's single either. Um, she does, in fact, come to this bar often. Uh, she makes 65 k before taxes. <laughs> I'm going to cut that one. Um, <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, you, so you, because you got to have that intel for the first date. Uh, I forgot her number, though, um, which would have been important. Um, she also, I don't think she liked my line of questioning. 
Thank you. <laughs> um, I am from Reno, which, uh, Reno, the worst part about Reno is it's only four hours away, I think. Um, like, my friends always, they come visit, never to see me. They just happen to be here for business or something. But they want to go out. They're like, oh, I've never gone out in San Francisco. Let's go out. And none of my other friends ever want to go out, it seems, at those times. So it's like me and one other guy who are, like, going out drinking. Me very reluctantly. And they're like, let's hook up with chicks. And I'm like, that's never, it never happens. <laughs> so, like, we're just standing outside, like, a group of girls, like, it looks like we're drawn up plays or something. Like, how are we going to talk to this girl? It's always bad when a guy with the girls is like, do you want to, you want to talk? You should talk. To it looks like you want to talk to these girls. Um, what always happens is the guy I'm with ends up making out with a girl. And I'm just like, what happened to me and you? You know, we were broing out. And then it's like really awkward because it's like, fuck, I have to talk to someone now or else I'm just like cracking my knuckles in the middle of this bar, which is the, this is the worst. It's a, real, it's a real sign of social anxiety, I hear. I don't know. Um, yeah, I've, uh, I've been going to a lot of music festivals lately. And uh, this last, you know, whenever I go to music festivals, I'm like, I think... I, I only do drugs when I go to music festivals, really. Just only when I go to music festivals, I do drugs. And this last time, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do drugs this time. Like, I am going to, you know, I don't need drugs to have fun. I don't need drugs to dance on a table like Julia Stiles and 10 Things I Hate About You. And it's an interesting experiment because I found out that I don't like drugs, you know? Um, but I love music festivals. I mean, damn it. I don't like music festivals, but I love drugs, is what I meant to say. Yes. The worst part is the, like, the one guy who has the drugs, and you have to pretend like you're friends with them, but he's never like, I don't know. It's a socially awkward situation, and I need to explore it more. Anyway, that's, I'm Jeff Dean, and that's my time. Thanks, guys. Jeff Dean likes or doesn't like drugs. We can't tell. Yay! If you guys like drugs, you should stick around for Pam Tash's Comedy Clubhouse because your $5 not only gets you a marijuana goodie, but it gets you, you could maybe be matched up with one of our comedians tonight. And if they pee their pants before they're set, you can win some of the following prizes. I have two clonopin or an eighth of weed. There's two Ben and Jerry's free cones. There's art made by ant. There's CBD weed and even a t-shirt. My book is even involved. No one's going to choose the book. That's basically what it's going to come down to. It's all the prizes are going to be given out and they're going to be like, drugs. <laughs> they're like, your book, meh, meh, you wrote a novel, whatever. We don't want that. Uh, but we'll figure it out. So stick around. Uh, for that next show, but right now we have your next comedian. I'm excited because I haven't met her before, but she was adamant on the Facebooks, and I'm excited, and she's going to make all of us laugh, and I can't wait. Everybody put your hands together for Marcy Rogo! Wow, what a warm welcome. I love this room. I've never been here, but I absolutely love it, and if I'm gonna live stream this when I'm not here. Um, isn't that what you can do with it or no? Is it on the real radio? Yeah, live stream. Um, so tuck a meet. So um, I'm Marcy again. Um, got a prep for the single shows, so I think I'm gonna talk about that. Um, 
I'm totally, utterly single. Um, and I'm dating this guy, very new. Um, he's very tall, uh, very handsome and charming. Um, athletic, was, you know, college athlete. Um, so he's really actually uh, out of my comfort zone, not my type, because I'm Jewish. <laughs> so I'm just used to looking eye to eye to the guy I'm dating. You know, for those that aren't here, I'm 5'2". Um, so anyway, so, you know, we're dating, and um, after maybe, I don't know, five dates, we had sex for the first time. And uh, the morning after, he texted me, I had such a good time while inside you. So <laughs> I responded, I had such a mediocre time while you were inside me. But we can work on it, you know? <laughs> we can, yeah, the girls are laughing because they know exactly how it feels. 99% um, of the time, 100% of the time. Uh, and uh, I was like, well, we can work on it. Don't worry. Like, you know, we're mature adults. And he's like, you know, I think actually we just have different lovemaking styles. <laughs> I was like, okay. What, what, what would you call yours? Like jackhammer teenager? Like, you know, mine's like actual human with, that breathes. Um, so uh, anyway, he's a dick. Um, our next date is Saturday. Um, so... Hopefully things will go better. Become a little desperate, you know, but San Francisco, I mean, at least this guy, like, understands social norms. You know, I, it's gotten to the point in San Francisco where, like, autism is not a deal breaker. Like, I'm, I'm cool with that. It's cool. If you're, if you're super autistic, if you're on the spectrum, like, I can recognize that. We can, we can move past that. I can just be more explicit about, you know, things so you don't have to, like, guess what I'm actually saying. Um, yeah, so, you know. <laughs> so fun being single, I'm, but you know, I, there wasn't a reason I'm dating it because it's even it's such a miserable process. But the only reason I'm dating is because I'm 31 and I want to get married. I want to have kids. Um, ah, but you know, I mean, if I don't reproduce, I feel like it's not fair to humanity. <laughs> like my genes are fierce. Um, so the thing that I was thinking about weddings, you know, I was thinking about weddings, and I was like, you know. People should not have the wedding, the party, when they get married. Marriage is not an accomplishment, and a wedding is really expensive. Um, did you know that 17% of credit card debt is from weddings? Yeah, I know, right? Totally made that up. <laughs> but it, sh it is, probably, okay? I mean, it feels like it is. You know, the money spent on these things. And like, what did you accomplish? Like, anybody can get married. I, I could be married right now. I could get married anytime. I just don't want to give a blowjob. So... <laughs> You know, yeah, exactly. Amen, That's right. Amen. Preach. You guys go wash your dicks off if you want any of us to touch them. Yeah. I want. The, I actually ask. Yeah. I actually request a piece of paper from the doctor's office that says that you're clean, and it has to be dated within the last two weeks. Yes. Thank you. I know. Fight for your actual rights, right? Yeah. Um, actually, my roommate's here, and her um, her first high school boyfriend uh, was afraid of going down on her, so he got a damp towel and wiped her off. Oh. Yeah. But we can get into that another time. Sorry to steal your thunder, Irene. Um, so, right, so, I don't know. I think you should be married for as long as your oldest pair of underwear, and then we can throw a party. 
right? Like, say you get through eight years with this one fucking human. Like, okay, then I'm actually happy for you. I'm actually proud of you. And I actually will buy you the placemats that you want. I will take that flight. I will get those candlesticks from Bloomingdale's. And I won't be mad about it because you lasted really fucking long. Um, so that's my public service announcement for the evening. Announcement for the evening. I'm Marcy. And thanks. Marcy! Yay! Welcome back every time to Muni Radio. We have open mics on Monday, 6 to 8. It's called Joke Workshop and Fridays and then uh, other shows. Tonight, uh, if everyone sticks around for the pee in your pants funny, we got prizes. We got so many prizes. I also have a lot of uh, marijuana treats, so we're going to put pass all those out. It's going to be a great time. I'm wearing a robe with no bra. I'm letting it all hang out, and I'm going to piss in my pants. Here we go. Your next comedian... He was, uh, it's, it's been a while since I've seen him, but he had a stellar set on the DUI show. You guys can look it up on Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. It was so great, and he's a really, really funny guy. So give him all your attention and laugh your asses off right now for Tito Gonzalez! Thank you, guys. I, I walked in right during your set. You were talking about festivals and drugs, right? Dude, and I don't know if you have this problem too, but like, you just, I just can't stop but affiliate with like festivals with Molly. It's just constantly like, if it has the word festival, I'm doing Molly. Like, I just do it. It's just you have to. You know what I mean? Like, it just it just goes hand in hand, man. Like, I I'm gonna go to my sister's baby sister's Easter's festivities, and I was like festivities. Festivus, festival, festival, it's a festival, I'm doing Molly, you know what I'm saying, like, you just round up, you round up, you round up to, like, your nearest drug dealer, and you get that shit, and you go to your baby sister's Easter's festival, that's just, I don't know, I don't know, I just feel like what, you know, America is to not treating brown people right, I don't know, I can't really finish that off, <laughs> but, like, right, like, what peanut butter is to jelly, festival is to Molly, you know, it's like, <laughs> I hope that wasn't too close to your bit. <laughs> like, SATs, yeah, I actually had to look that up. I had to look that up. I was like, what are those called? Like, SA- I'm fucking stupid. Analogies. Analogies. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> All right. No, you know, you know what I really looked up? I looked up SAT, this is to what, and that's how I got it. All right. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, dude, that's man, dude. I actually, I, I, I work in Berkeley, and uh, the other day, this is Berkeley. You're fucking vegan liberal fucking fucks everywhere, all right. And I had this lady. She, I, she just got mad at me for whatever reason, and she looked at me and she was like, "You know what? Trump's people are looking for you. Trump is looking for you." And I was like, ah, you know, like, I don't know why he hasn't found me yet then. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just at my mom's house, you know? Like, that's it. Like, that's all it is, man. But, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, live, I live at my mom's house. I have two sisters, and I, I just found out I have a fifth sister. I have fifth, five sisters. Who's, one of them is 18, and she just messaged me on Facebook not too long ago. All right? And she doesn't have the same last name as me. And I thought she was, like, hitting on me. I thought this was, like, some random chick. And I was like, you know, so, like, I've been masturbating to her pictures, okay? <laughs> look, I didn't, I wasn't sure she was, kind of. But, look, she was, like, 
She was like hot enough where like, dude, like I'm just saying, you know, I would have a couple kids with her that are probably gonna ride the short bus. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you have to have two because you have to have one to push the other one in the wheelchair. You know, like that's that's how that goes. <laughs> you guys have uh, step parents? Step parents? Anybody? Step parents? No. Stubborn. stubborn? My parents are stubborn. Yeah. Stubborn. All right, that's close, man. <laughs> that's close. They're, I didn't know at the beginning. Stubborn. I don't know. I don't know what SAT is, so like I guess it's fine. Yes, they might be the same thing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a I have a stepdad, man, and I was really fucking stoked, dude. I was really happy. I was like, fuck yeah, mom, good job. You did it. You did it. You married a white guy, right? <laughs> like, life is going to get so much better, you know? Like, I've seen the movies, right? You've seen the movies. We've all seen the movies, right? But, like, you know how you can buy off-brand cereal? Right? <laughs> you can get off-brand white people, Right? <laughs> like my mom thought she was marrying like a Tony, like a Peyton Manning type of white dude, right? But she married like a Tony Stewart type of white dude, right? Like they're both white, but one of them's killed somebody, right? All I'm saying is my stepdad's in prison, guys. That's yeah. So I'm still looking for a father, preferably white. Ian, you're a good candidate. Okay. I am. Um, oh, easy, easy. I um. You guys ever realize? how much you slouch when you sit down, like how much you slouch all the time, right? Right? And then you guys all start to realize it, right? And then you realize it and you like sit up straight for like three minutes, and then you go back to slouching for six months, right? It's like, fuck, like that's a lot like my cocaine addiction, you know? Just over, always slouching over to do cocaine, you know? Just like, fuck, you know, like this is not good for my back, you know? <laughs> all right, thank you guys. Telling you to keep your posture together and not do cocaine. Nice. They're they you know, it's like cocaine and waffles. You can't can't eat either one without hunching over the table, you know what I'm saying? Yay, Tito. Your next comedian. She is a lovely human being who frequents us on Mondays all the time. Uh, I love her so much because I don't know if what she says is real or just lies. She said she's trying to sleep with someone from every, like, uh, country in the world. And I was like, I applaud you so hard. It's time for you guys to applaud for a very nice, very funny, and very pretty lady. It's Madison D. for that intro i am but like i'm also failing at it because i'm just not that slutty but i have like really big hopes for my 30s i think <laughs> that's when i'm gonna get it like check the countries off that's my current plan yeah i mean i'm hoping for it um i don't know if you can tell but they're not there anymore but i had really big pit stains like 20 minutes ago when I got here because I walked here fast because I was late because I'm always late because I'm shit at life and I just think that you can get anywhere in San Francisco in 10 minutes and that's true of nowhere. Um, <laughs> but I sweat a lot and it's like kind of an inconvenience and I tried this weird deodorant that like closes the pores in your armpits and it worked. Like honestly it did. I like didn't sweat out of my armpits but you had to do it. You had to shave your armpits which was like almost a deal breaker for me. And then you had to do it before bed 
and you'd have to shower beforehand. And I just like couldn't let my deodorant dictate my schedule like that. I just couldn't give it that much power over my life. So I decided the pit stains were like gonna stick around. And it's really sad because like, oh man, I say like a lot. It's a bad habit. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, no one, <laughs> the radio didn't, um, so now I'm just laughing, anyways, what, somebody was talking about not liking to give blowjobs, um, and like not being able to get married because of that, but I found the secret is I just like tell them about the first time I gave a blowjob, um, I was pretty drunk, and it ended with a lot of vomit, <laughs> And I just say, but like the guy's dick was really big, so I think that's why it happened. But like, I don't know, what do you think? And then they're like, oh no, I think my dick's too big. <laughs> it's like, oh, bummer. <laughs> yeah. Um, continuing to talk about sex, because honestly, I'm unemployed and like, Having sex and thinking about sex are the most interesting things I do. I mean, I watch a lot of TV, but no one wants to hear about it. <laughs> um, so the guy I'm like currently sleeping with, I am sort of single, Pam, if you're still looking for people for that, because I'm more willing to be on that show than the like Peter Pan show. She's <laughs> more comfortable with that. Um, so <laughs> the guy I'm currently hooking up with, though, like won't go down on me if I've sat on a public toilet since I last showered, wow. which I feel like is kind of insane. So <laughs> like, oh, really? Okay, I'm glad you agree because sometimes I like um, get, I don't know, Stockholm Syndrome and or like, just like I'm like, okay, well that's what you think, that seems reasonable, you know, who knows, but it, it's good to get confirmation that it's weird. Um, the wiping thing, that was, or not wiping, oh my god. <laughs> no, the washing my butthole thing, that was not like an exception. He, he was right about that one. But um, anyways, he won't go down on me if I have sat on a public toilet. <laughs> so now I have to hover, which is like the most exercise I've gotten in a long time. Like it's like doing a squat or like a, f a wall sit. And I haven't done that since gym class in high school. It's terrible. It makes going to the bathroom a really stressful experience because I'm always convinced I'm going to fall over. And there's no punchline to this. I'm just really annoyed about it. So there we go. Thanks. Madison D. Hey, uh, I'll book you on the Hell Hat show. You ever done one of those? No. The Hell Hats when uh, there's just random shit in a hat and you just have to improv off of everything. You cool with that? Okay, third third Friday in November, you're on it. Okay. Yeah, I'll put you in the calendar. We'll, I'll remind you later on Facebook. It'll be fun to see what you do. With, you just pull things out of a hat and then whatever happens, you have to kind of go with it. And it'll be cute. It'll be wonderful. You're a very funny lady. Yay! Everybody put your hands together. Madison! Yay! Where did she come from? We're so glad she's here. She's like an angel. Uh, there aren't... That's the thing. It's like, not that many pretty girls going to comedy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like anyway. Uh, your next comedian, he... I, I don't know if he's still here. Is Arjun... Yes, I am. Hey, he is! Yeah. He is 
also a very pretty girl. I mean, boy. I mean, his hair is growing out so long that we might be confused at some point. <laughs> like it's it's lovely. You look you look like a you look like one of those crazy beetles, you know, with that long that long crazy hair. I just see you growing it out. It's cool. You're very funny, and we're excited that you're here. Clap your hands wildly, everybody. It's Arjun Banerjee. <laughs> Don't you dare gender me. No, just kidding. Um, do whatever you want. Um, you guys want to hear about the first time I tried to have sex? It's a fun story. I promise if you guys listen. Okay. So at this point in this relationship, me and my ex-girlfriend, we were dating at the time. Me, do I call her my ex-girlfriend or my girlfriend in the past? What do I say? You guys know this. Ex-girlfriend. Me and my ex-girlfriend had been dating for about three months at this point, And I had gone down on her like a hundred times. And she had gone down on me like three times. But we were tied in orgasm, so I give her that. And in my defense, like, the reason we were tied is because when I, I had never, you know, been with a lady before. And so it was a lot like Columbus, you know? I was discovering something that hundreds of other guys had discovered before. And I was just constantly misidentifying things. Like, is this India? And she'd be like, nah, that's my urethra. So, right, men? Yeah. Also, you know, don't you hate it when men misidentify your urethra for things? Totally. Like, I was in the bathroom the other day. He was like, what is that? Your fi- <laughs> this is not part of the joke. I just add that. Anyways. So, yeah. I eventually did find my girlfriend's clitoris. And at w- that point, a lot of jokes about how hard it was to find the clitoris stopped making sense. Um, because the jokes make it seem like it's like a roving target that's popping up in random places like whack-a-mole. But, like, once you find it, it's there forever. <laughs> like, it's a stationary thing. It's like an organ. You just find it, and you just... Do whatever you want, whatever. I don't know, whatever she wants, I guess. I guess again, just like, I'm a punch. <laughs> I'm a punch. That should be good. No, don't ever punch someone in the genitals. What? That person isn't for you, okay? Like, I'm just putting that out there. I don't want to kink shame, but like, shame that. Anyways, that's not good. Uh, you shouldn't, like, can you imagine just like a bruised dick inside you, Stefan? Like, whatever. <laughs> like, you punch the dick and it gets bruised and then it's inside you later. That's not good. <laughs> Why would a dick go inside me? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I don't know. Just try to avoid violence, whatever. Anyways, where was I? <laughs> I genuinely can't. Remember. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I did the India part, I did the clitoris thing. Okay, yeah. So then, you know, she got comfortable once I got good at it. She got comfortable, like, she was, like, you know, ready to have sex. And so at one point, we were, like, in the throes of, like, hand stuff, I guess. And um, that's a really funny line, guys. Anyways, we were in the throes of hand stuff. I'm trying to figure out how to deliver it. I delivered it once, like, fucking whatever. Anyways, we were in the throes of hand stuff, and I'm like, are you ready? And she says, yep. And she turns around, and I'm like, oh, boy, back knee. And then, then... I take, well, she broke up with me and called me terrible things. Okay, I have a list of grievances to air out on her, but I'm not going to do that because they're not funny. Anyways, so, you know, at that point, you know, I take off my socks because that feels appropriate. Um, And then I take off my pants. Not my pants, my underpants because my pants are already off. I take off my underpants, and at that point, my very erect penis goes soft. And I was looking at it, I was like, you fucking poser. I, the first time in my life I actually need you, and you abandoned me. 
All those time in gym class, in gym class, they were like, "Yeah, let's fuck right now." And I was like, "No, you're wearing shorts. This is not good." But now, when there's a woman who says she loves you and is willing, I don't know why I said that last part. I just made myself sad. <laughs> I was like, "She said she loved me." <laughs> yeah, whatever. I told my therapist I'm over her, so. Where was I? God damn, I have another bit about suicide, but I'll, well, I guess I'll finish this one up. So yeah, that w- so my penis went soft and we couldn't do it. And that was the story of the first time I tried to have sex, also the story of the second, third, fourth, and fifth time I tried to have sex. So I don't know how the sixth time's gonna go, you know, guys? So yeah, that's right. I'm a virgin. And I know what you guys are thinking. Arjun, that's amazing. Your dowry will be worth so many goats. I <laughs> a weird takeaway from that joke. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck, yeah. Have a child and raise him to be a virgin and then sell it for goats. Okay. Here's the final joke. Okay, you guys know, I, I might, okay, I'm sorry, but this is, I really want to tell this joke. I really love, I'm really proud of it. Okay. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, so, do you guys know that women are more likely to attempt suicide but men are more likely to actually kill themselves because men use more violent methods like a gun, while women are more inclined to use, uh, more likely to use a uh, like poison or sleeping pills. And that's because even at the end of their lives, men don't want to be fucking pussies, man, you know? Just be like, oh, watch some football, slam a natty light, and then shoot myself in the head. Like fucking Hemingway, man. Ah. Uh. Arjun Banerjee, yay! That was some exciting shit, you guys. Uh, hey, that's uh, sort of the end of the list for uh, joke. I mean, not joke workshop. Did anybody else? Oh, did I miss Cole Chapman and Ian Levy? Did I fuck everything up? Cool, we have two more comedians. Look at me, drinking my beer, wearing my diaper, and like fucking everything up. Uh, uh, you're next. Yeah, I'm ignoring the white, I just, I wish that, I wish that Cole, I wish that Cole Chapman could grow a beard so that he could just be one of the rest of you lumberjack idiots. Like, you come out from the, there's a huge sea of comedians and all these like lumberjacks pop their heads out. They're like, no me, I'm different, I'm different. It's great. No, I love both of you actually, very, very much. Uh, I've just just been drinking hysterically for the time. Here we go, which, you guys want to Rochambeau to see who goes up first? You you call it, you flip a thing, you pick. Who does it? Who's doing it? Which one of you? All right, your next comedian doesn't have a beard, and he, he's, he's an okay guy anyways. He's very funny. You guys are going to love him. Cole Chapman! Okay, so you have, you, your piss stain's cleared up. Might have been here for like three hours. <laughs> this is not... Like, it's not good. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm wearing, like, a wool shirt or some shit. I don't know if it's wool. I assume it's wool. Valerie Vernali wears, like, winter wear all the time. I want to ask her about it because I'm hot as fuck right now. I'm sweating already. Okay, how's it going? 
How are you, Ian? Pussy. Okay, sorry, that was too much. That was too much. I'm sorry, Ian. Um, oh man, what are we talking about? Hey man, what's up? Are you in your diaper yet? Yeah, I got a diaper up. Got a diaper up, dude. Hashtag diaper up. Okay. Uh, let's talk about my dog. Hey guys, uh, I've been looking after my dog for like the past three weeks, so it's all I've been talking about at comedy mics, and I think people are sick of it, but I gotta still talk about it because it's the only thing happening in my life right now. Uh, so I'm looking after, you guys see this uh, New York Times article that was going around like a couple weeks ago where um, dogs, if you believe it, can understand language way more than we thought they could. 150 like they, words. 150 words, like they un but they understand like context, they understand like, you know, way more uh, than I thought. Uh, then I thought about all the shit I've said in front of my dog and I was like, oh no. <laughs> like my dog has like got a weird interpretation of what English is at this point. Like I've been spending three weeks with this dog and I basically only exclusively talk to this dog like like a like a mute deaf guy just got back all his senses for the first time. And I'm like, hey, whoa, how's it going? And my dog's just like, what the fuck? Like, but it like it apparently it understands English, but I apparently I just I just yell at it. Like I'm gonna yell at him and just go, hey, oh yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? For like hours, not hours. That's too much. But you know what I mean, right? No one else does. Here's the thing. Uh, now I'm. I thought they'd go way better. Didn't. So I'm just gonna drink some beer. Gonna sit here and drink some beer. Okay. How's it going, guys? You doing all right? Cool. Um, here's a story uh, I haven't told yet, um, but I'm gonna tell it now. You guys ever? Uh, get taken aback when like racism is the answer <laughs> let me explain okay here's the thing i <laughs> right <laughs> tell me about it non-white guy no guys it's always the answer for y'all it's not never the answer for me except for this one time okay uh so i was in japan right uh and shut up i was in japan uh, many years ago, and we were trying after this like thing we were at to go to a uh, karaoke club. Now I don't know if you've ever been to Japan, but things are named weird. Uh, th they just uh, smash two words together in hopes it work out. Hopes, hope it works out. Uh, guys, I've had two beers. It's fine. Um, bit of a lightweight these days. Thank you. Uh, the place we were going is called Banana Club. Weird place or weird name for a, a karaoke place, but we get into this cab. We're like, hey man, can you take us to karaoke? Or, god damn it, I'm just all over the place. I was like, can you take us to Banana Club? And the taxi driver's like, uh, I don't know, no, I can't, I don't know what you're talking about. We're like, uh, Banana Club? Banana Club. Like, we're trying to like really sell it. We're like, Banana Club. It's like a banana, like, Banana Club. And he's just like, I don't know. So we see a guy, like a valet guy walking down the street, we're like, oh man, can you, do you speak English? He's like, yeah, we're like, can you explain to this guy that we're trying to go to Banana Club, the local karaoke joint? He's like, sure. Uh, and he gets into the cab, he's like, he's like, Banana Club? That's what, okay, uh, Bunanu Klubu. And the guy's like, oh, hi, hi, and like fucking takes us there immediately. And I was like, whoa, like that's, like that's not fair. <laughs> like, like the most racist interpretation, like if I were to just walk in and just be immediately like, oh yeah, Bunanu Klubu, right guys? <laughs> no, everyone would be like, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, that's the thing, like that's, like that was the, but that was the correct way. Hence racism was the answer at that point. But I can't take that. I can't, I can't immediately know that that's the way to go. Like if I were to walk down the street and like just walk up to any old black guy, be like, damn, where you go? Like that's not the way to go. Like people would be mad at me. But in Japan, apparently, if you just assume the most racist pronunciation, it's the answer. I don't understand, guys. I'll write a better joke. You know what I mean, Arjun? I know what you mean. 
no, they're great. They're way better than uh, whatever this is. Uh, guys, dating, right? That's a fun thing. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, on a, I was on a date recently, speaking of racism, uh, uh, and I don't know what it is about like white girls on Tinder, but the last couple of dates I've been on, they always try to like subtly sneak in racism to see if I'm down. I mean, you looked away like, oh no. <laughs> Here, let me explain. I was, we were at a dog park, right? This one girl, and we were, we were like, you know, she had a dog. We were watching all these other dogs, and there's like a little Boston Terrier that walks by, uh, and she's like, she's like, oh, I hate those little rat dogs. And the worst part about it, it's black. It's like, whoa. <laughs> like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand like that. Your racism could be so deep seated that you're just gonna get mad that the dog is black. You know what I mean? Like, but I couldn't understand. Like, are you mad? At the dog, or you met at black people? But I can't ask her straight up because it's a first date, and I feel like that'd be a deal breaker. You know what I mean? Oh man! Hey, pizza, how you doing? doing good. You gonna pee that diaper? Hell no! Oh shit! Well, that's a death sentence. Good luck with that. Hey guys, this should have gone way better, but it didn't. <laughs> so I got no one to blame but myself. So see you later. Bye. Gold Chapman, accidental racist. Yeah. We should we should follow you around with cameras and then change it with that weird filter to turn it into like a comic book and just call it accidental racist and have you be like that dog's black. <laughs> Your last comedian of the night is one of my favorite people. Uh, not just because he was homeschooled and not just because he has a beard, but because he's really really funny and. And uh, I, I enjoy his comedy very much, and I hope you guys do as well. Put your hands together. It's Ian Levy. Hey, guys. How's it going? You know, Jenny Hogan, without me asking, tagged me in the single show. So that's, <laughs> I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't know what that's about. I've had, I've had chances to be, uh, to be happy and, and be in a relationship. <laughs> I've had chances. I've screwed them up, though. I, I once, uh, I once was gonna. Uh, uh, there was a woman who wanted to run away and and, and get married with me, uh, and I told her I couldn't because I had to stay behind and uh, keep my job at the melon farm. I had to tell her, uh, sorry, I can't elope. That's a real joke, guys. That's a real. That's. A real, thank you, Cole. Did you get? Do I need to explain that one? <laughs> oh boy. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 that's great. No, I don't know. Um That's <laughs> that, that, that's guys, don't worry. That's that's the that's the only joke. That's that's the only joke I had planned. Um my um I I want to I, I I've been trying to talk about my uh my grandmother recently uh because I I've just been thinking about um uh, people, people, and just the differences in ages and stuff and how, you know, relating to your your, your your elders like just the experiences other people go through um i like i my grandmother often tells the story right my grandmother often tells the story of she she tells us that when she was uh when she was young she was eight years old uh, her family had to pack up and move from oklahoma to get away from the dust bowl right and they moved to california and the first thing her and her sister did was they ran inside their new house and used the toilet because they'd never seen an indoor toilet before Right, my grandmother tells that story a lot, and often when uh, when she tells that story, uh, people in my family say, uh, "Shut up, you old whore!" Like you know, we should have put you in that home, Grandma. We're tired of your stupid toilet story. You know that's. 
<laughs> Fucking make it more relatable. She doesn't understand story structure or timing. It's just ah, dumb bitch. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love my grandmother, but <laughs> I don't know. I I I'm trying to to relate to people more. People people really like sports a lot. That's the thing people relate to. You guys you guys like sports? Are sports fans here? Fans are like the yeah. Everyone everyone uh, near my work was like 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 going crazy because of the Giants winning last night. You know that was cool and not. But I think we put the wrong emphasis on sports, right? We do because sports are impressive. They are a cool. Like I don't really watch sports, but sports are a cool thing because it's this idea that a group of people come together to do something that's really difficult, and that's what we should take. You know, like even if they fail, it doesn't matter. But all we care about is if they win. Like if if a sports team loses, like. It just doesn't matter their shit, right? And you 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 get that most reaffirmed in these these news stories that are always after every World Series. You'll you can read them in the paper. There's always a story of like a young boy with cancer, right? And he just wants his favorite baseball player to hit a home run, and the baseball player does it, and they win the World Series. His favorite team, and the boy lives, and everyone's happy. But then there's the stories they don't run, right? of like the boy who has cancer and he just wants his favorite baseball player to hit a home run and the baseball player strikes out and the team loses and then the boy dies of cancer. <laughs> and the last thing, the last thing that child knows is his team is a bunch of losers. Like that's, and that's the take, that's not, a, like, like it should matter that they tried something. <laughs> that's happened, every sports game there's ever been that's happened. Every every single championship, you know, people people were all like like bummed out when the Warriors lost, but you know, I don't know. It's they did something impressive, so we we should reward that for once. That's what I that's what I think. That's that's my ten cents, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ten cents. Yeah, yeah. Learn about inflation, okay? I went to college. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is San Francisco. You can't buy anything for two cents, man. Uh, okay. I don't know. Okay, I'll, I'll, end on, I'll end on... I started on a real joke. I'll end on a real joke, guys. Guys, I'm trying to break into modern art, okay? You know, I'm trying to become more artful. I'm trying to break into modern art. I want to take a handgun and cover it in menstruation blood, right? Take a handgun and cover it in menstruation. I'll title it a period piece. That's, whoa! Just give it, boom, oh, oh, boom, come on, oh, boom, we're going down the, oh, oh, no, okay, I'll take it. Oh, 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 I can't reach you, but, oh, oh, okay. And that's gonna do it for, for the open portion. Guys, stay around for the Piss Your Pants show. It's gonna be a good show. Thank you, Pam. <laughs> yay! Hooray! Ian Levy, yay! And then yay! Uh, so that's the end of Happy Hour. We're going to be right back in 12 minutes with uh, the Pee in Your Pants funny show. It's going to open with uh, people in the audience telling their Pee in the Pants stories. And then we'll get to the comedians. They're going to roast each other. Hopefully no one pees in their pants. We're all going to pee on our pants, actually. There's a, a bunch of cool prizes, everything from two Ben and Jerry's ice creams to Klonopins. So it's Muni Radio, motherfuckers. Yay! Uh, stay tuned. Oh, no.